There's a lot of things in this old world That just do not make sense Like why there's so few believers on the firing line While so many others sit the fence But if you want to know where the word of God stands And believe it wants to use your feet and hands It's time to take your faith out of the seats And into the streets And come along with me If you only look, then you will see On WCN-TV Hi, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to WCN-TV for today. It's Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. Our guest today is going to be Usama Dakdok, whose ministry includes educating the public about the doctrines and ideology of Islam, as well as ministering the gospel of Jesus to Muslims. His website can be found at thestraightway.org. Um, I've wanted to do a show on the massive illegal immigration that's been happening in our country, especially over the past year, for quite a while now. But it's been like pulling teeth to try to find the information that you need um, on the regular Internet. You need to find the news from the um, you know, citizen reporters who videotape and record actual events in person or else you need to search out um, alternative media. That actually reports the truth. So today we're going to be talking about immigration in general. Then we're going to get into the topic of uh, Muslim immigration, which is Usama's area of expertise. But first, I want to just mention a couple of unrelated news items. As you're probably aware, the People's Convoy has been assembling across the United States for about a week now. Their goal is to end up in Washington, D.C. this weekend sometime. Although the organizers have said they're not going anywhere near the Capitol because they have no desire to become political prisoners or uh, targets for the radical leftist judges in D.C. like those who attended the January 6th rally last year. So they plan to remain on the Beltline around D.C. Yes, we'll see what happens. As the convoy continues to head east, truckers and other vehicles are joining in. I've said from the start that I doubt that this uh, convoy here in the U.S. will be anywhere near the size or have anywhere near the impact as what we saw in Canada. Because it seems people here are just too lazy and complacent. And the powers that be seem to have loosened their grip up a little bit uh, to give us all the illusion of getting back some of our freedoms just in time for the uh, campaigning as we lead up to the November elections. But make no mistake, once we get past those November elections, I believe we're going to see them squeeze us even harder than before. Vax passport apps are already being used in 23 states, and that's going to increase. But anyway, this morning, my wife and I uh, met up with some other patriots in our city and uh, went out on an overpass and just to show support to the central and northern Wisconsin convoy that was set to come through this morning. As I expected, there were more people standing on the overpass than there were vehicles. There were no trucks at all, just a white bus and I think eight or nine cars heading south to join others about two hours away from us. So I have a couple of video clips I'd like to show you. They're not very long because wasn't very, uh, there wasn't a whole lot to see, but uh, let's take a look. Uh, let's look at the first one of us. There you are. Uh, we're waiting for the convoy to, sh- convoy to show up. Let's, let's take a look. That's our, that's our group this morning.
And that is all that a city of about 60,000 people could seem to turn out uh, to cheer the truckers on. Of course, there were no truckers, but well, let's take a look now at the actual convoy. And, yeah, and here it comes. <laughs> And that was it. This was supposed to be uh, truckers coming from Upper Michigan and Northern Wisconsin, but as you can see, the numbers were not what we had hoped for. Now, uh, another story that I just have to share with you because you just got to see this. Um, because of the situation with Russia and Ukraine, the scaremongers are out using this situation to distract us from all that's really going on in this country. Yesterday, FEMA published an advisory on the ready.gov website regarding what we should do in case of a nuclear explosion. Can't make this stuff up, folks. Let's look at that website. And if you scroll down, uh, Spencer, go down to where it says uh, stay inside. Stay inside. There you go. Um, so you'll see there that FEMA is advising us in case of a nuclear explosion to continue practice social distancing by wearing a mask and by keeping a distance of at least six feet between yourself and people who are not part of your household. Seems to me that in the event of a nuclear explosion, we would probably have bigger fish to fry, but that's what FEMA is advising us now to keep us all afraid. Got to keep your mask on and the uh, fallout shelter as the nuclear blast hits and uh, make sure you're six feet away from your, your neighbor. So what do you think, Usama? Well, it seems to me it's, uh, it is foolishness plus stupidity plus if there's a third word you can add, because we know if there is a, a nuclear explosion, uh, the mask and the uh, six feet will not exist. Not just the people <laughs> who wear the mask. Literally, you and I will not be here to wear a mask or to be six feet apart. They just came out with this stuff yesterday. I can't. I, it's it boggles the mind that they would even do this. How about they should add one more step that uh, make sure you get your ballot to vote uh, by mail. For, yeah. Uh, well, you got. You That's should. What you they should, forgot to mention. Yeah. You should vote by mail first. Yeah. Then get your vax and then head for the fallout shelter, but don't forget your mask. So I don't know. Does people have any logic? I just, I just, just so you know, I just did the State of the Union address. That's basically all you need to know. So oh. you don't need to even tune in tonight. You can just watch this show again. You mean you're not going to listen to to Rashida Talib after uh, <laughs> the governor who's going to? This is it's becoming like a joke. Since yeah. when we have rebuttal to the rebuttal? Can somebody else? And why we pick up Rashida Talib? Why don't we just get Osama bin Laden's son or Osama bin Laden's cousin? That would be a better person to speak, really, right, for us as Americans? This well, Barack Hussein Obama is very, uh, uh, very good at speaking, so they could probably get him. But anyway, let's get into this topic of immigration because sure. this is one of those things that the government really doesn't want us to pay attention to. They want to really distract us from this. They don't want us to know what's going on, but in case you aren't aware, we are right now experiencing an all-out invasion of our country by foreigners who do not like us. Yeah. So let me be clear here, before we get into this, I'm not against legal immigration. My own grandfather was an immigrant, so I'm only a second-generation American. But there was a time when there was a proper procedure for becoming an American. There was a ceremony. You were required to renounce all allegiance to your former country, raise your right hand and swear to uphold the laws of the United States and defend our Constitution, and you recited the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm not sure that's happening anymore. Uh, Let me brother, just brother, run brother, down brother. some basic facts. Sure. This is immigration in general. Mm -hmm. And this just came out yesterday uh, by the uh, Center for Immigration Studies. The immigrant population in the U.S. hit 46.6 million people in January. This includes legal and illegal immigrants. The number of immigrants who came to the U.S. just in the last year was 2 million. That's from January of 2021 to January of this year. Those coming across the southern border, most of which would be undocumented or, in other words, illegal, account for 70% of all the immigrants in the country. 
Let me say that again. Those coming across the southern border, most of which would be illegal, account for 70% of all the immigrants in the country. 41% of these of those coming across the Mexican border are from places other than Mexico. Uh, this past January alone, in just one month, nearly 150,000 crossed the southern border illegally. Over the past year, we've had the largest illegal mass migration border emergency in American history. 214,000 crossed illegally in July, 180,000 in December, and this is happening every month. States with the largest increase in immigrant population of this past year are Florida, Virginia, Texas, California, Indiana, Tennessee, and New Jersey. Once they get here, the migrants are not vetted in any way. And while Americans are forced to get the jab or lose your job, if you cross the southern border illegally, there's no such requirement for you. The illegals are being given free food, housing, clothing, and cash, and are secretly, secretly being resettled all across the country. Some in very nice, newly built houses that most of us couldn't afford. Not only are the illegals illegal, but our own government is resettling them here under the cover of darkness illegally. And we have a video on that. A uh, short one, it's only 2 minutes, 20 seconds. If we can put that up with uh, Tucker Carlson. Spencer, do you have that? Yeah. So we've been having, uh, you know, you're on a, a secure facility here, and, and we don't really know anything, and we're in charge of security. So that's hence where we're having a problem here. So. Yeah, we're hanging out here on the tarmac, yeah. just like that. That's actually the wrong video. Can anybody. we show that one after? Can we show the other one first? Show the other one first. Sorry, folks. It, it makes sense when you when you see them in order. Yep, I think that's it. Welcome back. Cancel flights are leaving tens of thousands of Americans frustrated and stranded in airports across the country. But at the southern border, illegal migrants have no problem catching a flight. Okay, Pennsylvania is the latest state seeing an influx of ghost flights coming in the middle of the night full of illegal immigrants. According to a letter sent to Homeland Secretary by Congressman Dan Moore, hundreds of illegal migrants have been flowing into Scranton International Airport by U.S. government charter flights. And this isn't the first time we're hearing about it. We've heard, sen- we heard about similar stories coming out of Jacksonville, Florida, earlier in November. Here now to react is Fox Nation host Tommy Lahren. Uh Tommy, you know, anything that happens in the night can't be trustworthy, especially when it's coming from the U.S. government. So why are they doing this? Well, I think it's quite obvious they don't want the American people to see what they're doing, which is interesting to me because they don't seem to care that our border is wide open. They don't seem to want to fix that. In fact, they seem quite proud of what they're doing at our southern border. If they weren't, then they would change it. So then why fly these flights in the middle of the night? Why are these Biden air flights, ghost flights, as you say, if they're so proud of their open border agenda, then let the American people see it. But too bad. I think that they realize the American people are not down with this invasion. They're not okay with our country being invaded by millions of illegal immigrants. So they have to do this fly-by-night tactic. Too bad. We're starting to catch on. You know, we're catching on. It's reflective in in the polls, Tommy. So they have to know about how the American people feel. I mean, even if you look at Democrat uh, cities that are on the border that have flipped to Republican now, And still, after all of that, they won't listen to Henry Cuellar, a Democrat who has been encouraging the Biden administration to do something about the border. They won't listen to the polls. So do they just not care, or is their larger mission more important? Yeah, the larger mission is to import their future voters. They know they're losing with the American people, so they want to pad their voting block. That's been my theory for years now. But the Biden administration is not going to change their policy. That's clear. So it's going to be up to governors, both Republican and Democrat, as you mentioned, Lawrence, to start making changes. Ron DeSantis has already vowed that he's going to spend money in his state to send these illegal immigrants to blue states. He's also going to make sure that those nonprofits and those private companies that are aiding and abetting this activity are also held accountable and paying restitution to the taxpayer that are footing the bill for all of this. So we need more governors like Ron DeSantis. I don't care if they have an R or a D behind their name. They need to stand up for their constituents, and they need to stand up for the American people. Yeah. You know, it's just interesting to me that you continue to hear compassion from this party, uh, and you see what's happening to these kids, but you also see 
the drug crisis is happening. And it's coming from the board. Of course, Mexico is getting a lot of that stuff from China. But there's a direct root. I mean, whether you're talking about the drugs, the, 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 the people that they are selling to sex slavery, or the illegal migrants, it's all one uh, pile of nonsense that is hurting American people. Even if we're not talking about the drugs and the criminals that are undoubtedly coming across our border, we also need to take a look at this realistically and logically and understand that even if these people are coming in, even if they're unaccompanied minors, even if they're people that are just looking for a better life, which we sympathize with, we understand. Mm -hmm. But those people are still draining our resources. They're still costing us money. They're still draining education resources, law enforcement, infrastructure, all of those things to the detriment of the American people. There are so many children in states across this country who don't have the resources that they need in their schools or in their homes. And meanwhile, we're footing the bill for people who have no legal right to be here. Also, the Biden administration can import more future voters. No, the American people are not going to be happy with this. And I think you're going to see it come November. Yeah. And it's funny because then you have the Biden administration that is so petty. Texas decided to build its own border wall. And the, the pile of stuff that's already paid for by the U.S. taxpayer, they wouldn't even sell it to Texas. That's, that, that, that's where the Biden administration is right there. They choose pettiness instead of the rule of law. Tommy Laren, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Okay, let's let's go back to that that, that other one right away because uh, just so you know, this is happening in the middle of the night. Yeah. So we've been having, uh, you know, you're on a, a secure facility here, and, and we don't really know anything, and we're in charge of security. So that's hence where we're having a problem here. So. Yeah, we're hanging out here on the tarmac, yeah. like that. I, used I don't to, know anybody. I used, to pick up, uh, I used to pick up basketball teams that had more security. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and very easily, you know, few people could just go that way. <laughs> so um, I'm here to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's slowly coming together. But we also don't know, uh, you know, really what's, what's happening, how they're getting here, whatever else. Now, just to be completely clear, what you just saw is illegal. That's a crime. That's why they're keeping it secret. The U.S. government is not allowed to abet the breaking of federal law. Sorry. And that's exactly what they're doing. In the footage, a government contractor explains that the flights of illegal immigrants arrive at smaller airports to keep them hidden from the public. You don't want to be somewhere where the spotlight is. You want to try to keep it as down low as possible. A lot of this is just... No, I, I get it. I just, like I said. stuff that we don't tell people. Because what we don't want to do is attract attention. We don't want the media. Yeah. Like, we don't even know where we're going when they tell us. Oh, so just changing the population of your country, the one you were born in, but keeping it secret from you and then attacking you with some kind of bigot if you notice it. That's the game. Have you figured it out yet? Well, a different contractor offered his explanation for why this is all secret. I get the whole secrecy and all this but this is even about my Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And why? You know why? You know why? Yeah, I know, but why? Why? Yeah. Come on. No, but uh, what's what's the big secret? Everybody knows it's happening. You know why? Because it gets out. The government's betraying the American people. Yeah, the government is betraying the American people. That is true. Okay, Osama. Thank you yeah, for being so patient with me and my videos yeah. and all my talking and all my That's okay. Stuff. That's okay. I believe it's very important as American people to know that because sadly, if you do not watch Fox News or One American News, if you watch every other media, you will have no clue. You will never have a clue what is happening in America with this illegal immigration. It is not immigration. They just add the word illegal to me. It's, it is literally crime. And the Democrats don't see anything wrong of doing that at three, four o'clock in the morning. Well, it's an invasion. It's an sure. invasion. These people have no interest in assimilating with our American culture. You, um, you're hitting a good point. Similarity. Assimilate yeah. to be part of the country, to come to this country legally. Do you know that I have family members and friends from Egypt? And from other countries, I'm not going to mention each and every one of them, who have been waiting until almost nine and a half years to come to America. They did the paperwork. They were already been vetted. 
but they're waiting for nine and a half years. And I, we don't know. They're supposed to be here two years ago, but because of COVID, the embassy were closed and everything is behind. So who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe another nine years before they come to America. Those are legal. They have all the right to be here. And I told some of my friends and family members, forget about it. Just come to the border and I'll go down and get you from Mexico. No joke. I'm serious. Because if they're going to wait for another nine years, maybe Christ will be back before they will come to America. It's a joke. You, you said something important, Brother Brock, in, in the beginning. When I, I tried to stop you, but I, I maybe made a mistake. But here's the truth. To you, you said, you have no problem with legal immigrants. Now, I have another uh, opinion, completely different than you. I have a big problem with legal or illegal Muslim immigrants. And if you don't know Islam, you may think I am a bigot or I'm Islamophobe or I'm a nutcase. But the reality is, you, your ancestor, your grandpa came to this country. I came to this country. Your ancestor and me raised our right hand and we gave allegiance to this country. In my allegiance, I said, if that's my heart desire, if the United States of America will go to war against Egypt, my home country, I will stand up for the United States of America against my original country, Egypt. I challenge you, and I say it again, I challenge you to find one Muslim who will do that with sincere heart because they're all allowed to lie when they give an oath. As Allah stated, Quran chapter 2 and verse 225, 225, Allah will not hold you responsible for your mere utterance of an oath. If they did not mean it in their heart, they can say it, and it is a lawful lie in Islam. Muslims will never give an oath to America. Let me say it again. Muslims will never give an oath to America, even if they are senator, even if they are congressman and woman, even if they are state attorney, even if they are the president, because their oath already been given to Allah, to Muhammad, to Islam, okay? To their Muslim country where they come from, or to the neighboring Muslim country where, who are their friend with, or even to their neighbor Muslim country who they are enemy with. There is no such a thing as a Muslim to be living in America and given the uh, the oath to the Constitution of the United States of America, which is a man-made law, goes against everything Islam is all about. You're right. You're right. Well, uh, Usama, as you know, we had uh, 12,500 Afghans flown into Fort McCoy near Sparta, Wisconsin, uh, this past fall. That's more than the entire population of Sparta, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but there were some problems with our new guests. First off, most either didn't know how to use toilets or they refused to use them. You can imagine how that went. Yeah. Among the Afghans that came to Wisconsin, there were 800 pregnancies, which overwhelmed the local hospitals at the time. Many of these involved child brides. Afghanistan has a 50 per, 57% child marriage rate with brides as young as 11 years old. Sure. Many of those who were pregnant were just kids. They also yeah. refused to eat American food. So we had, sure. had to replace their, our regular rice with basmati rice. Uh, what I found out is it, apparently it's the most expensive rice you can get. Um, and all the meals had to be halal. Sure. That, that show you, brother Rob. That show you how much vetting they did to those people before they bring them to America. You know, when when I hear our, our our liberals in this country and everybody talk about vetting, I can't help it. I don't have any hair to pull out of my head because these people are so naive or so stupid. Do you know what they do when they vet any of these people who come to America? They simply ask them. If they belong to any Muslim jihadi organization, do you belong to ISIS or Al-Qaeda? And of course, if he belongs to ISIS or Al-Qaeda, we'll say, yes, I am, but I will do my best. I'm not going to harm you. you. Just use your imagination. A Muslim jihadi coming to America to kill himself for the sake of Allah to kill us. And you're going to ask him, do you belong to ISIS? And he will say, hmm, uh, let me think about it. Of course, they will say no. Are you planning to join some jihadi organization in the next five years? Of course they're going to say no. What's so amazing is how you vet a person when you don't know what is his real name. When you bring these people to America, like these thousands who came from Afghanistan, they did not have a passport. Many of them don't have any paper. It's a chaos. 
And when you bring them from the Muslim world as refugees, they will tell you, we walk from our home. We have our clothes on our back. We have no identification, no passport, no birth certificate, no anything. So if they come to you and they say, my name is Rob, wait a minute, there's no Rob in Somalia. Yes, his name is Rob. You have to believe his name is Rob. And if you don't know the real name of the person you're vetting, you can kiss your vetting goodbye. Because everything after that will be a stupid question by a foolish American for a very smart Muslim who are here to harm us. The best vetting, which I wish for us to do in America, Brother Rob, is very simple. First of all, read the Quran, you idiots, before you talk to the Muslims. If you're going to vet a Muslim, read the Quran. And if they read the Quran and they be educated about Islam, they will not be destroyed for lack of knowledge, as the, as the Bible teaches, Hosea 4.6. If they understand Islam, they need to ask the Muslim people who come into America one question, which is, do you believe in the Quran? If they say yes, then you give them rejection and say, you cannot come to America. But we will never be able to understand that unless we read the Quran and understand Islam. Because otherwise... You might as well just go ahead and bring the rest of Osama bin Laden family and the rest of Al-Qaeda family and the rest of Hamas family and all of these wonderful good Muslims because trust me, all they will pass the vetting much better than anybody else around the world. Well, Osama, we've got uh, politicians now, Muslim politicians that are swearing their oaths of office on the Quran. So. It's, this is show you how stupid our politicians have they read the Quran, they will not allow these people to run for office, period. But they do not know what's in the Quran, which, by the way, teach the Muslim, it is lawful to lay your hand on the Quran and swear and lie in your oath. What do you, what do you expect? What do you expect? Until the American people read the Quran, you might as well dig grave for your grandchildren because they needed somebody to bury them, and your help would be really needed. Well, you know, uh, with this uh, Afghan situation, Afghanistan situation, and uh, here in Wisconsin, which I can speak to, um, totally different uh, culture, absolutely different culture. Um, There were several instances of Afghan men uh, sexually abusing young boys and their own wives. And that was excused because that's just their culture. No, 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 brother. Um, that, is, the... that is their Islam. That's not their culture. We no. need to stop that. That the, even the marriage from a Muslim from a Muslim man to his his own Muslim neighbor daughter at the age of whatever age after birth after birth. That is in Sharia. This is written in Arabic English in the book of Reliance of the Traveler. They teach that. The Muslim knows that. So it is not. It's not culture. Because I can take you to Egypt. You will never see a Christian man in Egypt married to a 5, 6, 10, 15, even 18, 20 years old before they can get married in Egypt. Because they know that when the girl grow up, they make the right decision to marry the right husband because she's their mature. But in the same house, in the same building, with the different apartment, you see the Muslim married to little girls. If it is a culture, everybody in the community will be practicing it. Go ahead, brother. Well, I was just going to say that... Um... Of the 12,500 Afghans that landed at Fort McCoy, 700 of them just walked away from the base and nobody knows where they're at. Um, All the Afghans, as far as I know, have now left Fort McCoy as of February 15th. So that uh, operation is over. They've all been uh, resettled throughout the state. We have 85 families here in the city where I'm at. Um, And everyone thinks it's just a wonderful diverse thing welcome with uh, open arms sure Uh, but it's not going to go well for us is it no especially sadly so many of the liberal churches who do not know jesus christ as lord and savior who love to minister to these people and love on them simply because the bible said love your neighbor i said finish the verse Love your neighbor as yourself. If you love a Muslim man or an atheist man or somebody from other whatever belief, if you love him with the teaching of the Bible, you will do everything you can to share the gospel with him or her to lead them to Christ. Because that's how you really love someone. No, these people, Brother Rob, do not love their neighbor, do not love Jesus Christ, and they're just giving this country to the Muslim not knowing that they're digging graves for us, the rest of us in America. As we're going to see this coming up uh, very soon, 
I guess in five more years from now, maybe 10 years from now is the most, you have enough Muslims in America and America will be England or America will be any of the rest of the European country because we did not learn the lesson of what happened in Egypt 1400 years ago and we're not learning the lesson which is happening right now in Europe where, for example, in Sweden, uh, we got 2%, no, no, it's in England, I apologize, in England, 2% of the Muslim who live there, Pakistani and Bangladeshi, are responsible for 84% of child rape. This is court cases. This is 100% true. We got the document to show if you want to do another show about it in the future. So what's happening in Europe, it's exactly what's happening in your in your state, Wisconsin, is going to be multiple, multiple, hundreds of times more in the near future in America when there is enough Muslims to have the upper hand. As Allah stated in Quran chapter 47 and 35, verse 35 said, do not be weak, calling for peace when you have the upper hand. As a matter of fact, we got some videos to share with your audience today to show them how much these Muslims who are already here in America are assimilating with us, how much they love our constitution, how much they love our way of life. Maybe maybe those people who speak much better than you and I can speak on the behalf of them. Well, yeah, and I want to show those videos, but let me just make two other points here. There were 130,000 airlifted out of Afghanistan and almost 100,000 resettled here in the U.S. It's not just Wisconsin. Just last week, the Department of Homeland Security told officials in Loudoun County, Virginia, that it plans to resettle 16,000 Afghans there between now and September. So it's happening all over the country. And that's just, I mean, that's just recently. We know what happened uh, during the, uh, the Obama years. Um, when we had constant uh, Muslim attacks and, and terror attacks, and, and it was constant. Yeah. Never ending. It was every day, it was, you know, constant. So, yeah. I don't know how to share my, uh, my screen. If I know how, I can show you a graphic of how many. Uh, immigrant, Muslim immigrant came to America before and after Obama and what happened to that number during the years of Mr. Trump and I promise you it's going to go back up again uh, badly. Uh, I don't know if our producer can give well, just uh, Maybe just, just, just tell us. Okay, I open it in my own computer here and I say it myself. Let me put it this way. Uh, around around uh, 2000, around 2000 to 2005 uh, this is after September 11 attack obviously the number was going up. Uh, that is September 11 days because Mr. George W. Bush, the great conservative Republican man who went in war in two Muslim countries, Afghanistan and Pakistan, loved to bring Muslims to America. Why he did that? Because he want to prove to the Muslims in America and around the world that he's not a Islamophobic guy. He's, he's not a racist guy. He's not a hater to the Muslims. And by the way, that's why large number of Muslims even after these wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, voted for Mr. George W. Bush. I thought not one of them will vote for Bush, but many of them, a large, large number, and we have this statistic to prove. But then you go to 2010, to, uh, from 2008 to 2015, that's during uh, the 2015, yeah, during the years of Obama, this number continued to grow, doubled more. Then you get to Mr. Trump, believe it or not, it dropped from 110 to the number 30. Actually, 22 and moved to 30. That is under Mr. Trump. So the number is going way up, a little bit higher under Mr. Barack Hussein Obama, and it dropped immediately. Of course, the first year when Mr. Trump was in power, he could not do anything because these are the things were scheduled. It take a year for a president to do something. And I'm amazed that in less than a year, Mr. O'Biden did greater than any other president in the history of America. Normally, new president, it takes time to build up. So in simple words, we got a huge number of Muslims coming to America legally, immigration, legally, after September 11. By the way, that goes with the quadruple number of mosques built in America, the quadruple number of Muslims working in every uh, uh, agents in America, FBI, CIA, Homeland Security. By the way, uh, our friend uh, 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 who was killed in California, I can't remember his name now, Phil Haney, Phil Haney, when he wrote his book, in that book, See Something, Say Nothing, in that book, he named 
the names of the Muslim Brotherhood who work in the government of the United States of America, including Mazawi, the CIA, the head of CIA, John Brennan, a Muslim convert. All these Muslims, uh, 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 Brother Phil Heaney, put it on the line, and he was a whistleblower, real whistleblower. And by the way, that causes him to lose his life. His, when he was shot and killed 18 miles away from his home, that was not an accident. That was not a suicide. That was a homicide. And we will never know who did that. But God knows why he was killed, because he spoke the truth. So that is a reality about Muslim taking over this country. And by the way, when we say Muslim running for office, swearing on the Quran, we're not talking about simple Muslims who, you know, do not know the difference between uh, 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 the Quran and the Bible. They're just Muslim by name. These are Muslim brotherhood. These are the same Muslims who attacked us on September 11 and killed 3,000 of our people. They're the same Muslims who are running for office to take over the country. And by the way, we can talk about that in depth some other day. The blueprint, which we discovered from the Holy Land Foundation trial, gave us the details of how these Muslims are going to take over America. From the public office, in all these offices they are taking, until the day when they perform full jihad in America. Sadly, this was a document we know for 30 years in America, and we did nothing about it until today as Muslims continue to grow, come into America, as Muslims continue to take over important offices in America. And when we find out and when we wake up, it will be like uh, too late. Um, I want to, uh, I think we have time here. I'd like to show one more video, uh, Spencer. It's, it's the last one that I sent you. Uh, the judge talking about radical Muslims, uh, uh, peaceful Muslims are enabling. There you go. Yeah. Now this happened. This is uh, a panel uh, discussing the situation after Benghazi. But uh, listen to what this judge has to say um, in response to this Muslim lady. And uh, I think this is going to be informative. Peace to you all. My name is Saba Ahmed. I'm a law student at American University. I am here to ask you a simple question. I know that we portray Islam and all Muslims as bad, but there's 1.8 billion Muslim followers of Islam. We have 8 million plus Muslim Americans in this country, and I don't see them represented here. But my question is, how can we fight an ideological war with weapons? How can we ever end this war? The jihadist ideology that you talk about, it's an ideology. How can you ever win this thing if you don't address it ideologically? Great question. I am so glad you're here, and I am so glad you brought that up because it gives us an opportunity to answer. What I find so amazing is since the beginning of this panel, which we are here about Benghazi attack against our people, not one person mentioned Muslims. We are here against Islam or we're launching war against Muslims. We are here to discuss how four Americans died and what our government is doing. We were not here to bash Muslims. You were the one who brought up the issue about most Muslims, not us. And since you brought it up, allow me to elaborate with my answer. There are 1.2 billion Muslims in the world today. Of course not all of them are radicals. The majority of them are peaceful people. The radicals are estimated to be between 15 to 25 percent according to all intelligence services around the world. That leaves 75% of them peaceful people. But when you look at 15 to 25% of the world Muslim population, you're looking at 180 million to 300 million people dedicated to the destruction of Western civilization. That is as big of the United States. So why should we worry about the radicals, 15 to 25%? Because it is the radicals that kill. Because it is the radicals that behead and massacre. When you look throughout history, when you look at all the lessons of history, most Germans were peaceful, yet the Nazis drove the agenda. And as a result, 60 million people died, almost 14 million in concentration camps, 6 million were Jews. The peaceful majority were irrelevant. When you look at Russia, most Russians were peaceful as well. Yet the Russians were able to kill 20 million people. The peaceful majority were irrelevant. When you look at China, for example, most Chinese were peaceful as well. Yet the Chinese were able to kill 70 million people. The peaceful majority were irrelevant.
When you look at Japan prior to World War II, most Japanese were peaceful as well. Yet Japan was able to butcher its way across Southeast Asia, killing 12 million people, mostly killed with bayonets and shovels. The peaceful majority were irrelevant. On September 11th in the United States, we had 2.3 million Arab Muslims living in the United States. It took 19 hijackers, 19 radicals, to bring America down to its knees, destroy the World Trade Center, attack the Pentagon, and, and kill almost 3,000 Americans that day. The peaceful majority were irrelevant. So for all our powers of reasons and us talking about moderate and peaceful Muslims, I'm glad you're here. But where are the others speaking out? And since you are the only Muslim representative... Muslim representative in here, you took the limelight instead of speaking about why our government, and I assume are you an American? You're an American citizen. So as an American citizen, you sat in this room and instead of standing up and saying a question or asking something about our four Americans that died and what our government is doing to correct the problem, you stood there to make a point about peaceful, moderate Muslims. I wish you brought 10 with you to question about what, how we can hold our government responsible. It is time we take political correctness and throw it in the garbage where it belongs and stop calling it. What do you think, Isama? Well, Bridget Gabriel, she have done a great job throughout the years of her uh, traveling with acts, and uh, she exposed so many of what the Muslims say. And the reality is, uh, I would like to play our first video, the Somali video, to show you that peaceful Muslims, these are not jihadi, these are peaceful Muslims who know nothing about Islam, but here, here is the problem. They are not assimilating with us, and they will never assimilate with us. As a matter of fact, Linda Sarsour said it herself. She said, we will never assimilate with the American. Well, thank you so much. If you cannot assimilate with us, there is no room for you to live with us here in this country. So let's watch the first video here to see how much of the Muslim, how many of the Muslim Somalis, the peaceful one, like this country or the constitution of this country. Go ahead, brother. If you're living in the U.S., would you prefer to live under U.S. law or Sharia law? Well, you'd think the answer was pretty obvious, but that's not what one filmmaker discovered on the streets of Minnesota. Do you feel more comfortable living under American law, or do you feel more comfortable living under uh, Sharia law? Uh, Sharia law. I'm a Muslim. I prefer Sharia law. You prefer uh, Sharia law over American law? Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. Would you prefer to live in America or prefer to live in Somalia? For me, I think it's Somalia. Would you rather live in America or live in Somalia? I would rather live in Somalia. You'd prefer to live in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. The vast majority of young people who I asked would rather live in Somalia or in Saudi Arabia as opposed to the United States. It blew me away. So there's something about this pool of immigrants that has become very, very problematic for, for our country and for Western countries in general. Yes, we have a problem. Now we have to realize, brother, brother Rob, that uh, you have to realize. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. You have to realize that these are the Muslims whom we brought here to America by our tax money. These are the Muslims who live in America on our hard, hard work and the sweat of our own tears. These people do not work. Most of them are on welfare. I know the government said they're immigrants, they're refugees. We're going to help them for a year. Some of them have been helped for 10, 15, 20 years. And their children and their grandchildren will be on the welfare. One year is a lie from the bottom of hell. And they don't like America. They don't like our constitution. They prefer to live in Somalia. With all means, give them a million dollars for each family and send them to Somalia. They will be many, many, multi, multi-millionaire in their country. If they really don't like it here, it will be cheaper for the long run for us. And I love this little boy who said he would like to go to live in Saudi Arabia. But guess what? I'm sorry to tell him Saudi Arabia is not interested to have you. Saudi Arabia do not bring any Muslim refugees from any country in the world into their border. They are willing to spend billions or trillions of dollars to bring the Muslim people in planet Earth to America. But they will not take any of these Muslims 
in their homeland in Saudi Arabia. Why? Because they're performing jihad with their money. As Allah stated in the Quran, those who immigrated and those who believe immigrated and performed jihad with their money and their life for the sake of Allah. That is exactly what the Saudi is doing. They're bringing Muslims to America in many ways. We do not have time to talk about that today. Maybe another program in the future to show you. Even the hundreds of thousands of Muslim students who come to America to study, they're not here because they have a better education. They can have the same education in Egypt for a dollar or a hundred dollar money-wise, less than 1% of what they spend here. But Saudi is doing that to take over America. They are infiltrating our country in many ways, shape, and form, and God help us. By the time we figure out, it'll be too late. And, and maybe someone will say, Brother Rob, well, these are the Somali Muslims. These are uneducated. Well, let's go to New York. And we we'll watch another video to see what the New Yorkers think. The Muslims who live in New York from different countries, not Somali, from different countries, think about this great country, America. Well, we decided to launch a special Hannity investigation to find out if American Muslims think that Sharia law should supersede the U.S. Constitution. Earlier today, we sent out Fox News contributor David Webb to an Islamic cultural center in New York City. Now watch this closely. Your thoughts, should Sharia law supersede the U.S. Constitution? No, but uh, I, I think the Sharia law, it's made by, uh, by God, by Allah. And the Constitution is made by people, so it's not the same. Do you believe that Sharia law should be above the U.S. Constitution? Yes. Yes. Should any religious law supersede the U.S. Constitution at any time, any denomination? Um, maybe in the future. Should Sharia law be over the U.S. Constitution? Yes, maybe. That U.S. Constitution, which is made by people, and the Sharia law is made by Allah, so that is all the way above. That has to be definitely in the land, not for the America, for the whole world, would be above. The so Sharia that law. should be above the U.S. Definitely. Constitution. Yes. Now, brother Rob, we have to ask the question: Are these people American citizens? Yes. Did they raise their hand to uh, to uh, believe and practice and follow the U.S. Constitution? Indeed. Are they jihadi Muslims? No. These are the most normal Muslim people in America. Maybe even majority of them do not have a clue what is in Sharia. But that's what Muslims believe. So to give allegiance to America, to live by the U.S. Constitution, is a lie in the, in the, in the courts all over America for the Muslim when they raise their hand to give allegiance to us. That means nothing. They don't believe in that. What's in their heart is what you have heard from the Somali Muslims who are, all, who are here as a refugees. We're feeding them. We pay for their flight. We take care of all their expenses while they're still alive in, in America. And the rest of the Muslims, by the way, if I took the same camera, trust me, if I have the same camera and I have the time and the money to travel all over the 50 states of the United States of America, I'll give you the same message in every state in America. From all the Muslims, the peaceful, which that lady she's talking about, or the jihadi. Of course, if somebody will lie, most likely it will be the jihadi. Those who will say, we love America, we love the Constitution. You will never hear that this teaching from a member of CARE. CARE will tell you, we don't want to have Sharia in America. We want, if, if somebody, as a matter of fact, I got videos where members of CARE said, if you don't want to have Sharia, we'll say, get out of America. Go back to Saudi Arabia or some other country. We are Muslim in America happy to live with the U.S. Constitution. Why? Because these are the only Muslim jihadi. CARE and ISNA and MSA and all these 30 jihad organizations, they know Islam very well. They know how to practice taqiyya. They know how to lie. And they will tell us what we need to hear. And these are the radicals. And these are the ones who you see today, right now, working under O'Biden all over in many places. They started with Obama. As a matter of fact, started with Bush, the son, grew up in huge number in, under Obama, and, and now they're taking over this country again. And God bless America. This is the reality. <clears throat> well, I got I to gotta say, in those videos, um, a, good, a good portion of the people that were interviewed seemed to be young people, um, maybe college-age people. And I got to say, they are dedicated and devoted to their uh, Islamic beliefs. Can you imagine what things would be like if American Christian young people were just as devoted? Oh. We need some radicalized Christians. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Uh, and devoted we, to the Ten Commandments. Exactly. <laughs> when we see a radicalized Christian, I'm talking about the Christian who loves their enemies, the Christian who believe in the Great Commission, the Christian who shares the gospel of Jesus Christ with the Muslim to lead them out of the darkness of Islam to the truth of the gospel. And by the way, and I, I'm glad we have time to play one last video here, because some people will think that we are hatred. We have hatred in our heart. We're hateful people to the Muslims. We are uh, Islamophobe. Okay, we're radical. We're extreme in a negative way, as always the media and the Muslim do. Now, this next video will show you the problem. The problem is not on different people to come to America. As a matter of fact, you can have every belief, every cult, every way of system in the world. They can all come to come to America, and we can live a, have a peaceful life. But when you put Muslims in the midst of this country, that is what will destroy this country. So. Our producer, if you don't mind, plays the last video for us, please. Think of it. Hindus living with Jews, no problem. Baha'is living with Jews, no problem. Jews living with atheists, no problem. Sikhs living with Hindus, no problem. Hindus living with Baha'is, no problem. Christians living with Jews, no problem. Jews living with Buddhists, no problem. Shintos living with atheists, no problem. Buddhists living with Sikhs, no problem. Baha'is living with Christians, no problem. Buddhists living with Shintos, no problem. Buddhists living with Hindus, no problem. Hindus living with Christians, only a rare problem. Atheists living with Buddhists, no problem. Confusions living with Hindus, no problem. Atheists living with Confucians, no problem. Muslims living with Jews, problem. Muslims living with Sikhs, problem. Muslims living with Hindus, problem. Muslims living with Baha'is, Problem. Muslims living with Shintos. Problem. Muslims living with Buddhists. Problem. Muslims living with Christians. Problem. Muslims living with Muslims. Very big problem. Where's the, where's the diversity? <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, Brother Rob, you can, put the, you can put the whole people of the earth with all their belief. I don't care what you believe. If you worship a tree, if you worship a fire, whatever you do. And they can live in 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 in, in peace in this country, America. They may be, it, may, it may be hard to practice that peaceful life of different people anywhere else in the world, but in America they can. But when you put Muslims in America, you have a problem. And all go back to that book. Everything we talk about go back to that book. Allah in the Quran, Quran chapter five verse fifty one. Allah said, "All you who have believed." Do not take the Jews and Christians for friends. And whoever among you have done this, so uh, uh, for they are sorry, for they are friends to one another. And whoever among you have done this, uh, become of the unjust. This is the teaching of the Quran. I mean, Allah called a Jew and a Christian in the Quran, Quran chapter one, the one whom the wrath of Allah is against, and the lost ones. And Allah demanded, commanded the Muslim believers never to take us for friends because we are friends to one another. And they will be of the unjust. They will be Zalimin. That means Muslims will burn in hell forever if he take a Jew or if he took a Christian for friend. Can you imagine that? Just to become friend. How about the rest of these religions? The Jewish faith and the Christian faith are the closest to the Muslim as Muslims claim. And the rest are a bunch of evil, wicked. They must be killed anyway. So my advice to the American people, my advice for our, our wonderful audience Read the Quran. I worked so hard to translate this Quran accurately. It is the only accurate English translation of the Quran. Read it. I shared it with all our politicians. I'm sad to say that I don't believe any of them have read it. Because have they read it, they will not allow Muslims to continue to come to this country. These illegal Muslims are coming to the border. Let's see, coming to the border. Wait a minute. Yes, indeed. They're not just Mexican or people from South America coming through the borders. We're talking about 106 countries. 50-some Muslim countries are coming to America illegally from the border. You know why? Because they know they, are, they cannot come legally. Yes, they can come. The, the one who have clear ways of not crime, bad crime in the past, they can come to America as refugees under the liberals of Biden and others. But the criminal Muslims the criminal Muslims, the one who commit crimes, they cannot come to this country legally. So the only way they can come to this country, they will come through the border. And we have open border and thousands of Muslims are coming to this country under, under O'Biden and the rest of the Democrats who care less about anything, but they want to stay in power. They think 
if they have more Muslims in America, they will become supreme uh, uh, success to continue to lead this country in, in, in the political arena. And they do not know that they are used as useful atheists for when the Muslims continue to come to this country as they are, and when they have the upper hand, then the day will come and the Muslims will not ask you, hey, are you a Democrat? Because if you are a Democrat, I'm not going to kill you. No, they will kill all non Muslim believers. I don't care if you're a Jew, if you're a Christian, if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, it doesn't matter anything to the Muslims because that is when Muslims will practice in this country final jihad. So if they come to this country legally, they are a problem. If they come to this country illegally, they are a bigger problem. But for our dear Democrat, it doesn't matter. They bring refugees from Somalia, from Kenya, from Syria, from Iraq, from Afghanistan. But they will not bring refugee Christians from the same countries. And the Christian churches all over this country who love to bring Muslims to America by making their cut of the deal. Because they actually, when they resettle the Muslims in America, they make between $1,000 to $5,000 for every member they resettle in America. So there are plenty of churches in America would love to bring Muslim because it's a profitable. It's, they make money. These Christians are a bigger problem than the rest of us because they think that is how they love the Muslims. I'm sorry. Bringing Muslims to America, giving this country, will bring nothing but the destruction of everybody in America. It doesn't matter if you are a believer or not because when Muslims in America have the upper hand, it will be too late for us to fix it or turn it around. Um, before we run out of time here, anybody in the audience uh, have any questions for Usama? Now is your chance. Okay, all right. Usama, I have to wonder, um, after looking at those videos um, and all the uh, young people that uh, said they would, and older people that said they would prefer Sharia, do they even know what Sharia is? Sadly not. That's why no. I mean, do they know what the consequences would be if if they if they? Uh... Brother, I'll share with you one thing. We're doing a a, a like a, a big meeting at the police station at Detroit, where a large number of Muslims there. And two ladies came to me and they said, "We are we don't like Sharia. We don't love Sharia." I said, "Why?" She said, "It is savage. Have nothing to do with Islam." I said, "Excuse me, what Sharia? Have nothing to do with Islam?" She said, "Yes." I said, what do you mean? She said, well, it's savage. I said, give me an example. She said, well, the cutting of the hand of the thief. I said, oh, my world. Have you ever read in the Quran when Allah said, and the male thief and the female thief cut off their hand as reward for them, for, for what they have earned? It is the word of Allah which teaches the Muslim to cut the hand of the thief. That's how Muslims practice Sharia. But sadly, many of these people who speak against Sharia, they themselves, do not know what's in Sharia. It is the teaching of the word of Allah in the Quran, and it is the destruction of America. And folks, you can find a lot of resources on Usama's website. It is called uh, thestraightway.org, including his translation of the Quran. It's called the Generous Quran. If we can, um, where would we find that? Under uh, materials, books and DVDs. Books and, yeah. Yeah, click there. There we go. No, not this one. There it is is right on the left there. That is uh, an excellent translation. And uh, uh, Usama, I will admit that I started reading it. I couldn't finish it. It is hard. It is. It is. It was hard. It is tough. I mean, I, I, I don't even like to read the Quran anymore because it seemed to me that people are not willing to listen. That's how that's what is frustrating me that sadly our ministers I used to give that book for free for our ministers, but I found that many of them will not read it. So I stopped giving it to them for free. I said, I'm wasting my money. Yeah. But God is good. God is good. So, okay. So check out uh, thestraightway.org. And Yusama, thank you for joining us today. And, and uh, thank you. I, think, I think that's it for today. We'll be back with you all next week uh, when we have another episode of WCN TV. We have a good program lined up with Dr. Um, We have a doctor for you next week. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just lost, lost, his, lost his name. We're getting in my old, head. Brother Rob. We're getting old. Getting old. Getting old. But uh, we're going to be talking about natural health and what to do if you got the jab and, and how to keep yourself healthy. And it's going to be a good show. So next week, Tuesday, 5 p.m. Central. Thank you. God bless. Bye. Mm-hmm.